It's ironic that even though in order to make a living playing music in Oregon, you have to be able to play in diverse styles, there are many loyal groups of people who are fans of strictly one particular genre or another. There are metalheads, blues fans, tango lovers, to name a few. One of those groups is the folks who love swing dancing. Therefore, there are musicians who provide them with something to dance to. With me in the Artichoke Cafe today is Eddie Montejo, whose rhythm record dance band is a favorite of our swing dancers. He's the leader and the drummer. He also helped organize the Portland Lindy Society. So here's everything you always want to know about swing dancing and Eddie Montejo. Welcome to the Artichoke Music Cafe. Glad to see you. Yeah, thanks so much. We, we've never met. We've never met. I was I was looking forward to this. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I mean, I love to interview people I've, that I know or I've, or I've talked to before, even though this is a conversation, not an interview. I've got to keep saying that. Right. Um, <laughs> well, Tom, you know, my, my first question walking in was, how did you find me? <laughs> we don't know each other. How did you find me? But I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, thank Mark Zuckerberg for that. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, the, uh, the, the post you put up about the big show you had last night. Yeah, it was on Saturday. Uh, we oh, played okay. at the Jack London, and it was uh, yeah. it was great. It was a good time. That's interesting that Jack that, that he would book uh, book you there. Have you played there before? Uh, you know, so we played there once. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to say it was last September. We were supporting the Beacon Street Titans, uh-huh. but this was our first time going solo. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a milestone for us. Uh-huh. Small fries. <laughs> Rhythm Wrecker Dance Band. Rhythm Wrecker Dance Band, that's what right. Is the, what, what, how, tell, tell what does me that the, mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? Uh, do, you, well, do you actually wreck the rhythms? Well, we try to, or? yeah. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think we, we try to hold it together, but inevitably we, yeah. uh, we wreck things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure exactly where it came from, um, uh-huh. but I, I do know that there was a group from the 1930s. Uh, they were sort of like an uh, early rhythm and blues group called the Rhythm Wreckers. Really? I've I, never heard of them. Yeah. Uh, That's I, my job to know that. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they have very many recordings. There might be a, a uh-huh. few you know, shellacs out there somewhere, but... Um, I wonder if they're on YouTube. I'm sure you could find it. Well, I got to play them on my, on my radio show then. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they, they, they're good. Um, and I had already sort of stumbled into that name. I liked it. And I was it's like, well, how do, we dis- how do we distinguish it? Great name. And I'm sure we'll get into this. But, you know, we, we really are trying to play to the Lindy Hop community, to swing yeah. dancing. Yeah. So I was like, let's be obvious about it and just call it a dance band. So Rhythm Record Dance Band. All right. Okay. So let's, let's just establish a couple of things here. <laughs> okay. Is there a difference between Lindy and swing dancing, or is is Lindy part of swing dancing? Yeah, I would say uh, swing dancing is sort of the umbrella. There's there's yeah. many swing dances, uh-huh. and Lindy Hop is probably the most uh, the most well recognized, the yeah. one that people probably think about when they think about swing dancing, uh-huh. um, and it's the one that I that I love the most. So Lindy Hop. But you don't call it the Lindy Hop Society. You call it the Lindy Society. Yeah, you know, uh, so that organization's been around since 2004. I have no mm-hmm. idea what they were thinking when they named it. <laughs> but, you know, I think at the time there was probably an emphasis on, on Lindy Hop. I mean, yeah, that is, yeah. you know, it's sort yeah. of the organizing force behind uh-huh. all of the swing dances. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Wow. So what's the difference between the Lindy Hop and the Jitterbug? Ooh, I think it might be semantic. I think the uh-huh. jitter, the Jitterbug, you know, so... At the you know during the swing craze, people uh-huh. called swing dancers jitterbugs jitter because yeah. that's kind of what they right. look like. If you've ever been to a swing, swing dance, you look right. out yeah. and people are jumping around and they look kind of funny. Um, so I think that's where they came, where that came from, and I think colloquially it just became known as the jitterbug. But uh-huh. um, at the time, uh, the Lindy Hop was being developed. Uh, that was in the '40s in New uh-huh. York, uh-huh. and that was you know kind of a specific dance. It wasn't codified the way it is now, but uh-huh. um, you know the, the basic movements, the music that it was danced to, all of that all kind of coalesce around this idea of Lindy Hop. Was it built around a specific song? I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. I think... Uh, not like the hustle. 
No, not like the hustle. No, no, no. I interviewed the guy who wrote the hustle one time. Really? And he said to me, you know, when I wrote that, I'd never seen the dance. <laughs> That's awesome. I've done the hustle at uh, at least at, at no less than two weddings. Is that right? Yeah. But you know what I will say about the Lindy Hop, I mean, that's that's actually a great question is that, you know, what I think is great about it is it's sort of like jazz. It's sort of like playing jazz. Uh -huh. Once you know the basic vocabulary, uh -huh. you can have conversations with just about everybody. And that's exactly the way the dance is. Uh -huh. It can be a song you've never heard before. It can uh -huh. be with people you've never danced with, people you've never met. But if you speak the same basic vocabulary and language, uh -huh. you can have a you conversation. Mean dance vocabulary? Dance vocabulary. That's okay. right. What is that? Well, um, I guess the most basic vocabulary is just the rhythm, right? Uh -huh. So uh -huh. what do you do with your feet when you're dancing to jazz music? Uh -huh. Most people just kind of do whatever. But yeah. one of the great things about Lindy Hop is it, it really introduced this idea of syncopated steps. Uh -huh. And the way that it's taught now, you typically will learn something called the triple step. And it goes triple step, triple step. And it sounds a lot like the jazz ride. Uh -huh. Ding, di ding, ding, di ding, <laughs> ding, di ding, right? Yeah. So you can put that over almost any music and uh -huh. you can find yourself dancing to it in a way that, that feels wow. good. Probably so. not metal, though. Uh, I've tried it, but yeah, it doesn't, really? it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> You've probably tried it, tried everything. I, I've tried a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I actually played in a metal band. That was, uh, when Did I was, you? when I was in high school, that was kind of my thing. Wow. Yeah. Really? You know, this old, this, this, you know, in Portland, you got to be versatile, right? You must. Yeah. You have to. And, and so even the, even the, the best music, Portland musicians, like, like Lisa Mann, for instance, who's like won national awards for her bass playing and singing and who's wonderful. And she's got a metal band. Does she really? Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. That's, I, I, I have to listen to that now. Yeah. So how did you get into it? Into music or swing? No, into swing. Well, we'll get to the other part. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how far back we want to go, but I mean, I no, the first, the first. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I had a moment when I was in middle school where I got really into the Royal Crown Review. Uh -huh. If anyone remembers them, they were the band that played some of the swing music on The Mask, the, the, the movie with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. So that was really my first exposure to swing music. Uh huh. And as a little kid, it did something to me. I thought it was fun. Did it make you dance? Uh, no, I, huh? it made really? me want to watch The Mask incessantly. I probably oh. watched that movie a hundred <laughs> times when I was a kid. But, you know, that it, it didn't go anywhere musically. Um, oh, really? Oh. And I didn't pick up music until much later. Um, but um, I guess what really got me into swing was the dance. So oh. I'd already been playing music for, for many years. Um, and my now wife was um, interested in taking some swing dancing lessons. Uh -huh. So we ended up going to the Viscount studio here in Portland. Yeah. Um, and took sort of an all-day Saturday, like, 101, you know nothing. Huh. After four hours, you're going to come out of this, and you're going to be able to dance a little bit yeah. kind and of thing. And you were one of the few male partners that actually liked it <laughs> and didn't do it just, was, to, just to please your just, wife. Exactly. I was like, you know what? I think I'll come back. And, yeah, it was a good time, you know. And Did she like it enough to come back? Oh, yeah. All yeah. Right. I mean, we were practicing in the living room, and, ah. uh, you know, the class was really geared towards beginners. So they weren't really playing too much swing music, per se. They were playing, like, Sam Cooke. Really? 60s R&B, you uh -huh. know, stuff that people uh -huh. were familiar with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we essentially got the, the swing bug and wanted to keep dancing and then started going out and seeing live music here in Portland mm -hmm. and uh, probably saw my first proper swing band here in Portland at the now defunct, now closed um, Secret Society. Oh, I love that place. That place was amazing. We had uh, we had some anniversary shows there. Oh, really? Oregon Music News anniversary shows. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a great space, and you know they were they were very. Um, I mean, the Jack London's similar in that you know they they bring in top class talent, but yes. they also leave room for the for the yeah. locals. Yeah. 
Um, great cocktails, good food, oh, yeah. good ambiance, all that, all that yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started seeing swing, like vintage swing music on a yeah. regular basis. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was still very much into the dancing primarily. Um, and I think what really changed was when I... Um, so there's this big festival here in our region called Camp Jitterbug. It happens in Seattle every year. Uh-huh. It's run by a wonderful woman named uh, Tonya Morris. She's been doing it for like forever, for 20 years. Yeah. And... I'll never forget, uh, I walked into the Century Ballroom in, in Seattle, and again, I was there for the dance, right? So sure. I was just excited to see people dancing and, and having a good time. Yeah. And what immediately just grabbed me was the music. Uh, I'd never heard music like that before. I'd heard jazz, I'd yeah. heard swing, yeah. but I'd never heard, you know, sort of authentic 30s, early 40s, uh-huh. big band swing. Yeah, and it yeah. just completely blew my mind. I, it right. was like... Yeah. It was like a revelation. And I was like, I have to get into this. Yeah. You know, I have to find a way to do this. Well, it cer- certainly captured the ears of America. It was. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. it did, I should say. It did, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's one, one thing that I, that I always try to, uh, that I think is interesting. So when you think about the trajectory of swing music and all that, like you mentioned, uh, there was a time where it was popular music, right? It was sure. the pop music of a generation. Yeah. And um, I think that got lost at a certain point, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, I love bop. Uh, like everyone else, um, I love modern jazz. I love all kinds of jazz, but you know, the, the truth is, is that it's not for everybody. It's not very accessible. It's really mm-hmm. more for the player or for the sophisticated listener, but uh-huh. it's not for the average yeah. teenager. Right. Yeah, yeah. And something got lost. And I think, you know, back to that experience walking into that ballroom, what immediately captivated me was the rhythm uh-huh. and it sounded like yeah. boom, 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 right. boom, boom, right. four to the floor, you know, four right. to the bar. Right. And, uh, if you think about what people dance to these days, electronic dance music and such sure it's the same rhythm yes boom boom it's you know it's so there's something about that yeah, that yeah. really uh, straightforward uh for the bar kind of yeah. sound that gets people excited and it gets uh-huh. them dancing you know mm-hmm. and uh maybe somebody should do some edm benny goodman <laughs> yeah that's a million dollar idea right there yeah, yeah. um so anyway i'm, I'm kind of going in circles but no, i mean i no, think i great. think realizing that there was like this un- underserved market in jazz uh-huh because, you know, I'm not a trained jazz musician. I'm kind of a hack and, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be, uh, you know, I'm never going to be like at the 1905 playing super crazy stuff. Uh-huh. But I was like, you know, but I could do this and uh-huh. it's underserved and it serves a certain demographic and a certain community and it's accessible. You know, it's yeah, something that very. almost anybody can understand immediately. So right, I, I got pretty right. passionate about that. Huh. So um, how did you find your place to the bandstand? Oof. Well, it was a, it was a treacherous path indeed, yes. because I'd, I'd never really led a band, you know? Really? And I'm a self-taught musician. So, huh. you know, my understanding of music is, is, is fairly limited, I would say. I mean, I can read drum charts and uh-huh. I, I listen to a lot of music and I talk to a lot of musicians and I'll read theory recreationally, but I've never gone through a program. So I, I feel pretty, pretty illiterate in a lot of ways when it comes to music. So this, uh, this idea of forming a band to play this very specific kind of music seemed, mm-hmm. you know, almost impossible. Um, huh. But luckily I had some good friends. Uh, so our bass player, Breckenridge Cartwright, wonderful human being, great bass player. Great name. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> great name. Great guy. Um, interesting guy too. It's like He's, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, his life, you know, matches it. He, he has really? donkeys. He Donkeys? Yeah. He, he has three donkeys. <laughs> Four donkeys, perhaps. He's a lawyer by day, farmer Two by maybe. night. Two, maybe. Two, maybe. Four is excessive. Yeah. Plays the bass, plays <laughs> yeah. the guitar, plays really? all kinds of stuff. He's a wow. cool guy. Does he dress the part? What's that? Does he dress the part? 
Yeah, he does. I bet. Yeah, yeah. depending on what time of day you catch him, he's either, <laughs> he's either lawyered up or he's uh, farmered up. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I basically approached him and I was like, hey, I want to learn to play jazz. So yeah. uh, we started working on. I was playing guitar and just working on understanding, you know, basic jazz harmony. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, understanding how to put simple charts together, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And over time, it just kind of grew, and we started attracting more players. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of happened organically. But now, uh, you know, we have uh, various iterations of an eight-piece band with a three-piece horn section. And uh-huh. I have a really great musical partner, Alex Novi. He's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. And he helps with a lot of the arranging and chart making and stuff like that. So between me being sort of the spiritual guide for the band and yeah. him kind of notating things and making sure everyone has paper, yeah. we, we figured it out. When you first discovered the music, was there a was there one particular band, a vintage band that grabbed you? Yes, absolutely. Um, so a particular collection of recordings, um, Artie Shaw's The Gramercy Five. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. So The Gramercy yeah. Five recordings, uh, when I first heard that, it just sounded completely unique. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with those recordings, but... I'm, f- I'm familiar with... Who was the bombshell that Artie Shaw married? Oh, geez. Like Ava Gardner or somebody like somebody that. Somebody like that, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, this was... I, I believe this was uh, in the middle of his big band days. So he uh-huh. was still doing the big band, yeah. um, the Artie Shaw Orchestra and all that stuff. But then he had a series of smaller sessions with, you know, with a, essentially a, a quintet. Really, and the orchestration or the instrumentation was really interesting. They had uh-huh. harpsichord. Really, so it was like harpsichord. Uh, That's weird. It was weird. Trumpet, yeah. Yeah. clarinet, bass, and drums. <laughs> Very strange. And if you listen to it, I mean, I think the first uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, "What is this? This sounds like music from Russia or something like that." It just sounded very Eastern European, you know, yeah, klezmer like. Yeah. <laughs> but that record, uh, that collection of recordings, is is absolutely amazing, and uh, it, it totally changed my my sort of thinking about what really what could be done with swing music huh. it doesn't have to be big band it can be small ensemble uh-huh. and then uh-huh. kind of growing from that you know the uh the benny goodman sextet recordings are amazing yeah, yeah. um again yeah. the instrumentation is really cool lionel hampton on the key, on the uh, vibraphone uh-huh. and uh i had a dream one time i was in a bar and it could <laughs> it could have been where i'm in baltimore where i'm from nice but no not nice but no? uh, oh, well. well the bar's nice <laughs> but I'm I'm in a bar and and it was winter time, and here comes this guy in the bar and he takes his coat off and it's Benny Goodman. Wow! And he walked in to ask me if I'd play in his band. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. What did you say? Oh, I said yes, of course. Of course. I might have, I might have run away. Like, oh, I don't know. I'll talk to that guy. Well, it's a dream. It's a dream. You know. You can get away with it. That's cool. Yeah. I heard he wasn't very fun to work with though. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the, his biography? Starts. Do you ever heard of Steve Allen, the comedian? Uh, yeah. Steve Allen was real famous, very famous comedian, and, and have, have influenced me greatly because he was he was goofy. Yeah. And he had he had the the, the first Tonight Show way back. Cool. And uh, and he played Benny Goodman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a feature film about yes. Benny Goodman? Oh, yeah. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. There's one on Glenn Miller, too. Of course, Glenn Miller's not real. I mean, Glenn Miller was swing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people like to rag on him, but I mean, he, he, was, doing, he was doing cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Um, At the peak of his orchestra. I mean, it was, sure, it was great music. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, uh, so, uh, well, I had a big crush on the woman who played his wife in the movie, June Allison. June Allison, not familiar with her. Oh, you got, you got to go look. You got to go find her. She, <laughs> she was something. Anyway, so you, this, this whole world opened up to you. It, all over again. I yeah. was already a music lover, and then I found this other corner of 
jazz music that I'd never never knew existed, and I was yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. It's interesting that you call it jazz music, and I agree with you, but it's not something that is generally thought of as jazz. It's swing, there's swing, and then there's jazz. But, I agree. But, but swing bands were jazz bands back then. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you know, I think that's another thing that's been pretty fun for me as mm -hmm. I explore this music is, you know, th there are no clean lines in the sand about where one oh, right. genre right. begins and ends, right? right. So you're right. I mean, there was there was this sort of transition between the traditional Dixieland bands yeah. and swing. Right. And then, you know, something that I, I like to do with my current band, um, you know, we're always kind of exploring the what happened afterwards, right? Yeah. So the, the swing band started dying out. Um, the money started drying up. The bands mm -hmm. got smaller. And then there was that sort of transition era where a lot of these swing bands started playing more sort of jump blues yeah. and really yeah. kind of paving the way for what rock became and rock and roll. Yes, exactly. indeed. So that kind of transition era, I think, is fascinating. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, also on the further tail end of that, there was also sort of the swing to bop transition, right? Right. Like the old Johnny Smith albums, uh, yeah. George Benson, right. all that good stuff. Uh, they're two, two different paths out of the same source. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, there's a difference between jazz and swing. But, I mean, at, at its essence, I mean, again, I think there's some rhythmic elements. There's sure. some vernacular elements that really yeah. make swing its, its own thing. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, and, you know, it's like, a, we were, like we were saying, it's like, you know, the pe people in Portland have to be versatile. You must, yeah. To. Uh, and so it's great. That, I mean, that that, that uh, I was very happy to see that that uh, that that's. I mean, I, I I had a sense that swing might be dying out a little bit, but yeah. then it it seems to not be dying, not have died out. It's it's real active. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. I I went to Spain uh, in 2018 on sort of a swing journey. Really. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was a couple of festivals happening out there, and I wanted to check it out. Uh -huh. And I was already aware that swing is, was an international phenomenon, and sure. it currently is in 2023. Yeah. But it just completely blew my mind that you could go you know, halfway across the world yeah. in Barcelona, and at any <laughs> given time, there are the estimates are like 1,000 active swing dancers. My God. Yeah, so on any yeah. given night of the week, there's yeah. like three or four events happening, yeah. multiple yeah. bands, literally almost you know, 1,000 dancers, right. hundreds of people that are all just kind of crazy about this old music so it's yeah. very it's very alive and yeah. um you know i think uh something that i'm passionate about as well you know i have the privilege of playing with some very experienced players some older guys uh -huh. and we talk about the sort of torch passing conversation a lot you uh -huh. know because um, uh -huh. if people don't take that torch forward right there's a real risk that some of this art might uh might never really be the same or might uh -huh. not live on you know so i'm really excited about this kind of new generation of, of uh -huh. musicians myself included that are really passionate about this music and carrying it forward yeah the other thing is swing dancers know how to dress. <laughs> you know, it's part, of, it's part of the culture, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. You look pretty good yourself. You look well, like a swing you, dancer. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look like you're um, going to the swing dance tonight. Well, and I just uh, I've had a long history of dressing retro. There you go. But um, uh, so uh, there, are there still, uh, is there still activity, swing dancing activity in the ballrooms here? So, you know, that's unfortunately not very much in the ballrooms. Yeah. And the reason is, yeah. is purely economic. You know, some of right. these historic ballrooms, and we have several in Portland that are beautiful, like the Ariana right. Grande Ballroom. Yeah. Uh, the economics just don't pan out, right? I mean, if you're uh -huh. charging people 15 bucks to show up to a swing, swing dance, you're paying a professional band, right. you're paying for management, it, it just makes it really difficult to make those kinds of things work. So yeah. a lot of the dancing's been driven underground, and that's why it was such a, such a loss when uh, 
Secret Society closed. Yeah. Because that was a cool space. It had the right sort of environment. It really was. And they were supportive of the community, but it's hard yeah. to find um, huh. people in, you know, basically property owners that yeah. are willing to yeah. basically deal with us. So. so Viscount's not active anymore? Viscount's still going strong. Um, okay. and, and they're, you know, they're, 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 uh, uh, instructional studio so that's sort of what they focus oh, on right, right right um the norse hall is is the norse hall is still going my god <laughs> and it's and it's actually gotten more active you might say because there was a former organization that ran out of there for a long time yeah and then the group that i've uh, previously represented the portland lindy society just moved into that same building so now there's huh. multiple swing organization <laughs> organizations happening at the norse hall i w- went to the first mardi gras ball that the misty crew of nimbus threw was in the Norse Hall. Really? When was that? Uh, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago? Something like that. Um, And um, the problem was that it had to, it had to quit at, at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Because of the noise? Everybody, yeah, at 10 o'clock, everybody's like, really having a good time, right? (laughs) Yeah, the good time is peaking. It's over. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little rough. Yeah. So they do, they do a dance every Thursday there. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that is over at, Maybe ten, ten thirty. It has to be because I, be, I yeah. think I'm, I'm sure it hasn't changed. Yeah. yeah well, I'm not sure, but it, yeah, it figures that it hasn't changed. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. So what I keep wishing will, would fall out of the sky is a, a wealthy benefactor. You know, some some yeah, Portland real estate. We all. Yeah, I know somebody out there that's like, you know what? I love jazz, yeah. and I'm going to dedicate this space for the swing yeah. community in perpetuity. Like yeah. that would be amazing. It would be. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. So if you know anybody out there with a million bucks, if I knew someone with a million bucks, um, they, they, they would. The first stop would be Oregon Music News. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Fund you guys first. That makes sense. Um, so, um, uh, what is the Portland Lindy Exchange? Portland Lindy Exchange is super cool. Is what it is. So the Portland Lindy Exchange. Um, I don't know exactly. I know the history is written out there somewhere, but I think it began in 20, 2006 or something like that. Uh-huh. But in the sort of late 2000s or maybe early 2000s, there was this kind of cultural thing happening where um, the swing scene, the, well, there was a swing boom in the 90s, right? That's when it all came back, the swing revival, yeah. the Gap commercial, right. all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of dwindled off and people, there were still sort of a dedicated core of people that wanted to continue dancing. Uh-huh. And because a lot of the local scenes shrunk down so much, people realized like, hey, we should check out other cities and, and meet up uh-huh. as a community and dance oh, in other places. So yeah, yeah. this idea of an exchange came about where, you know, everybody agrees that we're all going to convene in San Francisco for a weekend Wow! and dance, right? That sounds like fun. Yeah. So Portland was one of those places and people would come here from all over the place and dance for a weekend and have a great time. And, uh, you know, um, it... It, it languished during the pandemic. It, it didn't happen for two years, but we just had the last Lindy Exchange this year. My band had the privilege of, ah. of headlining, uh-huh. um, co-headlining, and it was amazing. We had people from Vancouver, BC, huh. California, all over Oregon and Washington State. Um, it's kind of like the tango community, isn't it? It is. The tango community is really strong as well, and they yeah. have a lot of the same values, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, so exchange is great, and I always tell people, even if you're not a swing dancer, if you want to just check out this sure. weird little slice of Portland music history, next mm-hmm. time there's an exchange, go check it out. The music's phenomenal, and you'll see two to 300 people just losing their minds over jazz. Wow. Which, where uh, else do you see that? Right. I mean, that's the thing right. that I think is so amazing about swing is... Uh, you know, certainly jazz is, is, is a thing. People love jazz. Yeah. They turn out for it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different when you go and you see hundreds of people literally uh-huh. 
dancing, you know, just losing their minds uh, to jazz music. It just, it seems impossible. Mm -hmm. But there's a, there's a core group of people out there that love it. Oh, I, I think it's completely possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good, it's very, it's danceable. And it's it's good danceable stuff. music. Yeah, 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 really. But a lot of people don't know it. Uh, even, even yes. at the Jack London, this guy came up yeah. to me afterwards. He's like, I didn't know what I was signing up for tonight. <laughs> but when I walked in, I thought I was in the 1920s. Like, what right. is this? What is this? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, really? It's fun. It's great. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember at the Norse Hall, that first um, that that first uh, Mardi Gras ball at the Norse Hall. I danced all night with somebody I never met before. There you go. I never have never danced with since. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, how that happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a monogamous relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, um, right. It's it, and you know, it's not sexual at all, but it's kind of amazing. You'll go out to a dance, yeah. especially with some of these bigger dances like the uh -huh. Exchange or the yeah. or Camp yeah. Jitterbug in Seattle. And you might dance with 50 to 100 people in a weekend. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's, and, yeah. and most of them you don't know. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. it's just an amazing feeling to yeah. convene with people in that way around jazz music. It's, huh. it's pretty incredible. When I was in the seventh grade, I won a jitterbug contest. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> we'll have to bring you out to one of the dances sometime. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're done? Retired? I'm done. Um, I was kind of, yes. Yeah. For that stuff, anyway. For that stuff. Uh, who knows? Let's see what the, let's see what the back, the back surgeon says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, AI is going to save us all, right? That's what they keep oh, saying. Oh, right. Yeah, the, right. The robots are going are gonna to figure out how to re reverse aging, and we're all going to be rich. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> if uh, they don't kill us first. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't, I, I don't think they have the talent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I asked I asked the chatbot to write something that sounded like me, and it did, couldn't do it. Doesn't know you. Yeah. 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 No, there, there, there's limitations for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is not, scary to think about, though. I mean, um, some of those tests they're running show that these AIs can become uh, hostile. Oh yeah. Which is yeah, kind of scary. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like Terminator or something. Right. Right. <laughs> well. <laughs> maybe maybe we can just ask them to write great great swing music and I don't we'll, think so we'll be okay <laughs> I don't think so I mean, what are they gonna all they're gonna do is, is, is that's that's like just copying something from, yeah. like from somebody else yeah they're gonna take in all the great music yeah. that's already been written yeah. and sort of regurgitate it and, yeah that's a, well, you know, the same. what the fuck is that you know, I mean, <laughs> that's stupid yeah <laughs> so do you do you listen to the music like at home yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What have you been listening to lately? Um, what have I been listening to? Well, I've actually been listening, not not quite swing, but I've been listening to a lot of the Nat King Cole trio stuff. Oh, yeah. That Frim stuff Frim is, Fram sauce. Oh, my gosh. That stuff is so good. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it's a trio. Yeah. And uh, my uh, we have a wonderful guitar player, uh, Evan Landman, and he turned me mm -hmm. on to a lot of cool music uh, in the time that we've been playing music together. Yeah. And uh, I really just knew Nat King Cole as a vocalist. I didn't even know oh, he right. was. Oh. I mean, he's like. Oh, he start, started out as, as, yeah. as, as instrumental. He's yeah. like a first class pianist. It's oh, amazing. God, yeah. 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 So yeah. a lot of that stuff. Um, a lot of Lionel Hampton. That's kind of like my kind of go to fun swing music. I love that stuff. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. Always doing research. So one uh -huh. of the bands that we really look up to, modern swing band, is the Jonathan Stout Campus Five. Uh -huh. They're from LA. Uh, incredible musicians and really probably the best at playing dance music for dancers i yeah, mean really yeah um so i listen to a lot of that stuff and just try to understand how to continue to unlock the code um and you know a bunch of other kinds of music non-swing yeah. related to a lot of uh latin music i'm, uh -huh. I'm half mexican half cuban so we listen uh -huh. to a lot of spanish music uh, -huh. uh and so on and so forth swing's fun yeah it's fun it's fun music it's fun music it's pop yeah. music yeah you know yeah yeah and like i said it's like you know to the extent that we can kind of show people that it's fun and that it's not just for you know your great grandparents or whatever right is is good i think it's progress yeah yeah, yeah. well good 
Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's great to see, you know, uh, somebody dragging dragging this shit along, you know? <laughs> keep trying to keep it alive. Really? Trying to do something a little different with it, but I mean, you know, yeah. th- there's always that balance between authenticity and, and doing something new with the art form. What you know? are you trying to do new? Well, you know, I think we, we're playing a lot with, um, with timbre, you know? So I think there's an opportunity to play with different instrumentation. I think the kind of typical jazz mm-hmm. sound, you know, I think kind of get a little stale. So, uh, our, you know, we play with electric guitar, for example. Really? And we're, we're always experimenting with tone to try to mm-hmm. see if, you know, a little bit of overdrive or distortion can kind of help augment that kind of That's interesting. crunchy swing sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we have an electric keyboard as well, and uh-huh. there's an opportunity to weave in some, some effects on that. Nice. But still trying to stay true to the original sound. Sure. sure. And then, like I mentioned, too, in terms of uh, the style, um, I just think continuing to figure out ways of weaving in and out of the genre transitions I think is mm-hmm. really fun because mm-hmm. there's plenty of bands that are doing Dix- Dixieland out there that do it really well. Right. There's plenty of straight ahead jazz. There's plenty of bop. Yeah. But there's not, there's not a lot of that kind of transition era sound right. happening. So right. I think the more that we can dig into that and try to do huh. something that's a little more exciting, a little more rocking yeah. uh, is kind of where we'd it's like also, to go next. It also can be really funny. Yeah. Have you ever heard the Bonzo dog band? No. <laughs> oh, please. Really? When you get home, Bonzo dog Google band. the Bonzo dog band. Okay. They were British. Okay. And you know, trad jazz was popular well into the late 50s in Britain. It had a, had a big comeback in, in, in the UK. Interesting. It was, yeah. Matter of fact, there's a movie that TCM runs now and then called, called It's Trad, Dad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and anyway, the Bonzo dog band were basically comedians. Cool. But they could really play, really, really play. And um, and and they did they did uh, like they did some really hilarious stuff, but in but still with great great uh, great playing, great musicianship. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, uh, I rec- I highly recommend the Bonzo Dog Band to to one and all. Yeah, no, I w- I'll definitely check that out. It it kind of <laughs> sounds almost like uh, Sam Gilliard stuff. Slim Gaylord was great. He you know he used to live in Portland. Did he really? Yes. No kidding. I know. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I love that guy. I, oh, so he was great. I played him on. I played him on. I played him on the radio show for a while, but I gotta. I gotta go stick with Slim yeah. Gaylord in there. And, and uh, you know, clearly a, a humorous sort of component Absolutely. to the music. Well, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rudy Ovaldi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The other guy that comes to mind that's pretty funny is uh, Winoni Harris. Oh, sure. Kind of lewd. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> kind of risque, but but super funny. He 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 did some recordings with Big Joe Turner, which yeah. are amazing. Also funny. Yeah. 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 Those are the sort of the the jump blues greats, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. guys are awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and it's funny. You listen to that, and you listen to uh, you know rock and roll. It's like you, you kind of can't tell the oh, difference. It's, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's, it's it's there. It's basically it's, it's there. Actually, there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, that's when I was a little kid, and I was like five. I had a cousin who was older than me, and he would come over. And he would bring, he would bring his seventy eights, nice seventy eight RPM records, which would break very easily, which I did my share of when I was a little boy. Uh, you know, I wasn't trying, but and he would bring that stuff over, like Earl Bostic and nice. And, and, Bostic uh, is great. Bostic is great. Yeah. And uh, 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 what was his name? Um, anyway. All those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bull Moose Jackson. Bull Moose Jackson. He was another one. Is his name 
Oh, I don't. I don't want to misquote, but I've got a whole bunch of. Anytime I find some of those obscure like yeah. saxophone records oh, from the God. '40s or '50s, oh, guys, I pick them up. There's so many good ones. Fred Jackson. Yeah, love that guy. And these yeah. are guys that lay on the bar on, the, on their back and yeah, yeah. play the sax, or lay on the floor and, and hold the sax up in the air. Yeah, all that shit. It was really great. It was there's great a, stuff. There's a great compilation album called I think it's Bar Wonk. Bar Walkers and Honkers. Walkers and Honkers. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. that's a great record. There's so much it good is. stuff on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was originally re-released back in the '70s. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Whoever was owned the Savoy catalog back then um, released a whole a whole bunch of of uh, uh, LPs. Nice. And that was the first uh, Bar Honkers and Walkers. Honkers and oh, I so there's multiple volumes. I, I think there's a couple of well. The thing is. If they were they were when they were released on CD, I don't know. They could have just put everything on one CD. Sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I love that stuff. It's you know, good stuff. Really, yeah, yeah, we we yeah. play some of that stuff. Yeah, we play uh, yeah. Duck Fever from Fred Jackson. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. good. That's a good tune. Any uh, Dave Bartholomew? That, he, Dave who who <sighs> drank my beer when I was in the rear. <laughs> great <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah. I've listened to some of his stuff. It's yeah, a great. I, we, well, yeah. you know what? He was. Uh, you know, of course, he was responsible for Fats Domino. How so? Well, he 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 found him. He found them. It was his band. He, he he co-wrote most of the songs. Wow! I had Reggie Houston in here. You know Reggie Houston? Yeah, I know. I, okay. I, Reggie used to play the the dance yeah. circuit. Yeah, yeah. Reggie's yeah. great. I love that guy. Yeah, I had him in here when Dave died. Uh, he, he lasted until he was a hundred. <laughs> and uh, and I said to him, uh, who who was the real king of rock and roll? Because people say it was Fats Domino. Some people say it's, it's, this guy, this guy. Right, right. And he said it was Dave Bartholomew. There you go. Spoken yeah. from Reggie, that that carries yeah. some weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 Fats was famous for um, uh, refusing to play uh, segregated uh, concerts. Cool. Fats gets the credit for that. So I asked Reggie, "Well, was it Fats or was it Dave?" He said, "No, it was Dave." It was Dave. It was Dave. Look at that. Dave Bartholomew's daughter lived in Portland for a long time. Was a teacher. Wow. Or work for the, for the edu- Portland educational system. Very cool. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of interesting little threads in Oregon about old oh, yeah. jazz history. I, yeah. I was, uh, I remember learning semi-recently about um, Jimmy Lunsford, who's one of our favorite yes. band leaders. Sure. I think he died in Seaside. Really? I, I think he did. Wow. Oh, I, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was playing yeah. out here, so yeah. he might have played his last shows in the, in the and, region. And Charlie Gabriel, who is, uh, who, who is in his 80s now and just released a new record. <laughs> Because he plays with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. That's awesome. That's a great band. And uh, the what's what's the um, what's the club in 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 the in the in the, in the um, uh, Crystal Hotel? Oh, you know, you know uh, what I mean. Yeah, the in the basement. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know what it's yeah, called. Yeah. I just call it the basement. All <laughs> uh, right, but um, Charlie led the band there at the time when it was that that place was full of criminals. Really, I did a little digging when I around that time because they brought him back in when that place opened. They brought him back in to, you know, to uh, give tribute, give, give him a tribute to those days when he led the band there in, in the fifties. Huh. And I came to find out that the place was full of criminals, just criminals, really wall to wall criminals, and the ones with the highest held in the highest esteem were the safe crackers. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. Chance Hayden kind of has kind of tried to bring that back a little bit. You know the guitar player? No. 
Oh, Chance is great. You should you should hook up with him sometime. He's 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 local. Oh yeah, cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's Jess. Uh, he's he's Shelly Rudolph's husband. Oh okay. Yeah. I, I do know Shelly. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know her personally, but I right. know who she is. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Anyway, he he's doing um, every last Sunday, I believe, down there, with a kind of a vintage thing. I don't know that he's doing swing, but he might be doing a t- you know a, a touch of it. A touch of it. Yeah. Know? So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all happening in yeah. sort of different constellations yeah. you know I'd, so do you get to play more uh, any any latin stuff uh, well not in this band i'm, I'm kind no, of i uh, know that no, not in this yeah band. yeah yeah but uh well you could do some desi arnaz i could do some desi arnaz that you would could. be cool yeah wouldn't that be cool you know, you know uh so my, <laughs> my 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 dad passed away last year in september and uh you know my dad was hugely influential on me musically um he's cuban uh-huh. um so yeah after he passed i kind of felt this like calling to yeah. play latin music so sure. Um, yeah, I haven't quite made the move yet, but um, I, I know a great bass player, Bernardo Go- Gomez. He plays with us sometimes. He's uh-huh. a great guy. Uh-huh. He's plugged into that scene a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there was an opportunity, I would love to. Huh. Do you know the, the Ojeda brothers? No. Pablo and, and, and uh, um, oh, God, enough. No, I, I, I'm, now I'm going to be embarrassed. I can't remember his brother's name. <laughs> Pablo's the bass player. Uh, Ricardo. Oh. Ricardo. He's, he's the singer. Okay. They had a great band, a, a great Latin uh, funk band called... Um, I can't remember, but anyway, uh, they were they were the they were the hottest thing in town for a long time. Really, and and they've had several bands since then, but uh, you know, um, back when Ricky 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 what was his name Ricky, mm. no pop Latin guy, huge million sellers Ricky, Badam. Anyway, I don't know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, is is there a, is there a type of Latin music that that, that, that you're drawn to? Well, I mean, there are many. I mean, I love Brazilian music, despite oh, not being Brazilian. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and yeah. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in, in Brazil. Um, yeah. Like, for example, Yamandu Costa. Uh-huh. He's, he's been, people have said that he's sort of like, you know, he's like the hottest thing in the world right now. Huh. Um, but he's a virtuosic guitar player huh. um, playing all kinds of interesting samba um, uh-huh. and, and traditional Brazilian music. Uh-huh. Obviously, and then, you know, I feel like the Brazilian uh, canon is also like, more experimental in a yeah, lot of ways than yeah. the Latin stuff. I mean, they have a lot of like psychedelic influence and stuff like that. Well, you know, we've got a, an incredible Brazilian marching band here, the Lions of Batucada. I've seen them. They're amazing. Aren't they great? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. When I first moved here in 97, I was walking down the street one night and all of a sudden they turned the corner and here comes this enormous Brazilian <laughs> this marching huge band. huge sound, yeah. Yeah. Like, Man, I've moved to the right place. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. they're around the same time. That's when the cops stopped them from doing that. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. But, and then you have to have a permit now. But uh, mm-hmm. Brian, Brian Davis from Pink Martini, the the, the tra- trap drummer in, in Pink Martini. He started that, yeah. No yeah, idea. Yeah. I thought it was just some random oh, no. Brazilian oh, no, 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 no. troop. Uh-uh, no, it, that's, uh, they're very intentional. Yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of that music that I think is really interesting. I love uh, Cuban son, which is like oh, very yeah. old, traditional Cuban music. Sure. Um, you know, sure. not, not too much to do on the drums there, but uh-huh. maybe I could play guitar. Um, and then salsa, of course, is like party music. That'd be yeah. super fun. So, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I'm 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 open to lots of stuff, but that sounds not, great. Not enough time, you know, between yeah. like being a dad and <laughs> being a band leader already, and yeah. having a full time job and all that. So that's it's rough. <laughs> well, all right. Listen, thank you so much for coming in. It's been terrific. Great to meet you, and and um, I'll certainly try to get out to see the Rhythm Record Dance Band. Yeah, thank you so much, Tom. You Appreciate know, the, uh, the I invite. I wish I could have been there Saturday night. Yeah, but, no worries. Uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll hope. Hopefully play again. <laughs> Hopefully. I, well, I think I think they like this, so we'll. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably we'll, we'll send, send a, some emails. We'll, we'll send a photographer out next time. Cool. Very right, cool. Great. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you. And we like to end these things by saying, "That's entertainment." <laughs> <laughs>